0: Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late
1: checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise.
1: I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for The Everyday Guy. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.
0: Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel Offer valid on select AK systems through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
1: Welcome everyone to the MMQB Gambling Podcast Super Bowl Week. Here, last show of uh, the season. I am one of your co-hosts, Jimmy Trainer, joined, as always, by Mitch Goldich and Gary Grambling for the final show. And uh, go through the prop bets here and a pick for the Super Bowl. But, you know, the Super Bowl, since it's not a real game, it's all about the props. Do you guys enjoy the props? Do you get into the props? Mitch, we'll start with you.
2: Is that a serious question? Yeah, I love the props. This is like uh, a highlight of the season, I would say. I know, Jimmy, you love uh, the lines and the action every week and being on games on on Sundays and chasing them Mondays. But no, I, I definitely I look forward to this all year. And this is this is annually one of my favorite podcasts i've done it i did it with you guys last year and with other people uh the last couple of years but yeah i'm a big big fan of the props you yeah,
3: did you it like from yeah i was a, you did it from miami last year
2: yeah that's right i was on radio row and uh I don't, and I don't if know i remember you anymore.
3: you f- you forgot to record your track
2: did i i don't remember <laughs> that that. Was,
3: that was shelby's problem that was shelby <laughs> royston our, our producer i had to deal with that uh
2: I, I, I like. Think the you're props. making that up.
3: You were just looking for an excuse
2: to give Shelby yeah. some credit, which we should do more often. Shout out to Shelby. I, I think my recording was flawless. I would say, and, <laughs> and luckily on Radio Row there were a thousand other people with tape recorders out, so somebody probably had a copy of my tape and, and had it there from the from the uh, venue.
3: No, I uh, I like the props. I uh, I wish I could get more into the cross sports props. I think some of those are fun. Uh, I'm just I'm not gonna. I'm just not going to do it. If I had more time in my life, I'd I'd look into uh, I don't know what uh, Kevin Durant's projected stat line is for this weekend, but uh, I don't.
1: It, it's funny you say that because as I was doing the research for this pod, I realized how much I do not like the cross sports props. I, I basically skipped over them on the Westgate, you know, 537 page <laughs> prop bed <laughs> offering. So I I couldn't even look at them. It's just it's out of control.
2: Well, I will um, tease for yeah, those I mean, who stick around to the end. I've got one cross sport prop that I have my eye on. So we'll ignore not We won't ignore them completely.
1: I don't love the props during the regular season, but for the Super Bowl, since it's not really a real game, I I'll bet some props in real life. So we'll see how it goes. Um, we'll uh, let's do the game stuff first and we'll get into the props. People probably want to hear about the props, but we'll do this quickly because it's only one game. Chiefs, obviously, three point favorites against the Bucks. Big total of 56. you got the Chiefs minus 170 on the money line. Bucks plus 150 on the money line. So let's get to the game first. Gary, what are you going to do?
3: I like the Chiefs and I like the under. I like the under a lot more than I like the Chiefs. I I think this one is going to be lower scoring than people expect. I'm not... uh, I'm not... Worry about the weather stuff. I don't know if you guys have been seeing the, you know, thunderstorms might pass through, stuff like that. I'm not overly concerned with that. It sounds like it's going to be passing thunderstorms. If you get passing thunderstorms, you just, you pause the game, and then you then you come back out. I don't think it will get too sloppy, of course. I, I think that my weather forecasts have been just absolutely terrible the last couple of weeks. But, uh yeah, I uh, on the Chiefs side, both offensive tackles out. Obviously, in Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul, you have two guys who can be really disruptive if they are meeting at Patrick Mahomes consistently. That's that's a problem for any quarterback. That's also a problem for Patrick Mahomes, even uh, you know, even even if he's going to escape some of those and make a couple plays. Uh, and I've said it the last couple weeks, and I know they are winning games, and it seems like it's not a problem, but. It's a problem. This Bucks offense is crappy. Uh, you know, Brady is doing what he can. It's just, it's a 10-year-old offense. It's not well-designed. It's not, well, the play calling is is not great. Uh, again, I, I, I said this, I think, on the Monday podcast. The play that was most indicative of what the Bucks are offensively right now, last week, or I guess two weeks ago now, against the Packers, that play in the second quarter where Brady just bombed one up in the middle of the field and Godwin just came down with it. Mm. That's a play design that didn't work. It didn't beat the coverage <laughs> and it just Brady was just like, "All right, well, I'm just going to chuck it up there. Maybe Godwin makes a play." And he did. But that's no way to that's no way to live life. Uh it's just not a very good offense. I I I uh I've been throwing out 27-19 as a final score.
1: Well, say that score again one more time.
3: 27-19. 27
1: 27- Nineteen, interesting score. I
3: love the nineteen. And Gary, you have to
2: look up and uh, so. And we should say when we do. I know they've got props all over the place, and a lot of people use DraftKings. We were looking at the Westgate packet, like Jimmy mentioned. They have uh, bets for each individual team scoring each individual number. So I hope you know uh, Bucks exactly 19. I hope you know what the payout is for that number. Maybe you can look that up while Jimmy was, or I are speaking.
3: If I remember correctly, I, and I wish I had it in front of me, I, I don't because I'm a terrible podcast host. But I think it was 60 to 1, but 18 was also 60 to 1, which that doesn't make any sense to me. I, I, I mean, 19 is a much more common score than 18.
1: Yeah, for sure. Mitch, what do you like in the game?
3: Um,
2: I So I'm with Gary. I like the Chiefs. I actually, I have the over, but I don't feel as confident about that as I do about picking the Chiefs. I, I feel like a broken record. I've said this every single day of the season. If you had said, Mitch, who's going to win the Super Bowl, I would have said Kansas City. Uh, so there's no reason to change now. And it's only a three-point spread. We've been, again, talking about this all season, that the Chiefs, they have won a bunch of close games. They have struggled to cover the spread in a lot of these games. But I've said all year, if you get the Chiefs and you only have to lay three points, I'm going to take it every time. And I'm excited to get it here. it's uh, I, The the Bucks are better than I thought they would be. I mean, they've definitely hit a level that... You know, when they were seven and five or whatever, I did not see this coming at all. I don't know. I don't think anyone did except Tony Romo, very famously on that clip. Um, and and you're right, Gary, you mentioned the tackles, and I think everyone's kind of beating that to death. That's been like the main storyline uh, going to the game, although I'll say, you know, for good reason. Um And then, you know, you get the Bucks playing at home, but here we are, uh, you know, my whole life I've been picking road teams. What a treat for me that I get to pick (laughs) a true road team to cover as a favorite in the Super Bowl. This is like the moment my whole gambling life has led up to. Um, You know, we can talk all day about, like, the specific matchups and who's going to exploit who, but I just don't think anyone in the NFL is capable of stopping an offense that's got Tyreek Hill deep and Kelsey over the middle and Patrick Mahomes' ability to, you know, buy time. He can make the throws in rhythm when the play design works or he can, uh, you know, and the play breaks down and guys are ad-libbing a bit, he can ad-lib probably better than anybody. And, you know, I'm looking at the Chiefs and they're only favored by three points. I'm going to (laughs) stick to my rule and I'm going to take them. Um, Gary, you make a compelling point on the under. I, I do, so my final score that I uh, submitted in the official staff picks, I said 34 to 26, um, which is over the 56. Again, I'm not as confident uh, to actually bet that. But if you make me pick a side, that is the way that I lean. Um, but I will say, and we'll get into this in some of the uh, props as well. I don't think it's just going to be a shootout. With like two all time quarterbacks just going up and down the field trading touchdown drives. I think the defenses are going to play, but I actually, you know, I think that can help the scoring. I think we're going to see maybe a defensive touchdown or a couple of short fields. Um, You know, I think we're going to see some turnovers and big plays and then. Obviously, we know, uh, you know, the Chiefs are such a quick strike offense that, uh, you know, they're capable of just like a 70-yard touchdown on any given play. And I don't think the Bucks uh, are going to do that quite as much. They're probably going to still want to like run the ball 20 to 25 times. But I think if they're going to be, they're going to be behind possibly early, and I think that they're going to throw the ball a lot. I think they're going to be looking, uh, you know, they can trust Brady in a big spot in a game he's been in ten times now. Um, so you know, whether it's uh kind of an ugly game with some defensive points or a couple of quick strikes or just some drives, I just I see them I see both of these teams finding ways to uh, put points on the board.
1: Mitch mentioned home field uh, there will be twenty five thousand fans in the stands for the Super Bowl. I'm gonna go with the chiefs um, I hate picking against Tom Brady. I, I try to never do it. I did it on the pod two weeks ago with the NFC title game, lost. I hate picking against Brady, but the Chiefs showed you, again, if they try, they're unstoppable. It's that simple. Mitch mentioned it. Tyreek Hill deep. Kelsey underneath. Holmes. I am very concerned about them missing two offensive linemen. Mitchell Schwartz has been out a while. Now Eric Fisher. Um, but I think they're so good that they can overcome that. I think you're going to see the buck secondary get torched. I think we're due for a big Leonard Fournette fumble at some point in this game. He hasn't had one in the playoffs. I expect to see it Sunday. I just think, you know, you can analyze everything to death. You stack up one team against the other. The chiefs are better. And, um, I'm going 34 24 Kansas City, and I hate to pick against Brady, but if I get burned, I get burned. Uh, you know, it's, it's Tom Brady, so you, you know what are you going to do? but I, I, I just don't see this Chief's team being stopped offensively. I just don't. Um, a lot of people point to the offensive line. Gary, you know more about that probably, you know, than anyone there, um, with Fisher out now. Do you see that having a big impact at all?
3: Well, the thing is, and and look, most of us remember Mike Remmers from Super Bowl 50 when he he got torched by Von Miller trying to protect Cam Newton. And, uh, yep, that was a thing. You're not feeling great about Mike Remmers out there. But uh, here's the thing with Mahomes is he is better on second reaction plays than any quarterback in NFL history. So he can't do it consistently. If this isn't a situation where Barrett and Pierre Paul are constantly both on top of him every play, then yeah, you have a problem, but is it going to be every play? I mean, it, you know, does Daryl Williams stay in a couple times and, and help chip? And I mean, Andy Reed over the years has been pretty good at scheming up uh, extra protection. I mean, going back to his Eagles days, uh, the Eagles were always pretty good in that, uh, in that area. So, there are beyond just Patrick Mahomes himself being a solution, and I mean, we saw, we saw in the Bills game. I mean, there were there was that sequence in the I want to say it was the second quarter where two Bills defenders had clean shots. It was Milano, and then it was the uh, uh, I'm blanking on his name, the Iowa rookie, uh, just flat out right at him, unblocked at Mahomes. Uh, he sidesteps them both and, and ends up getting like a thirty yard gain on both plays. That's what Mahomes does. So uh, you know, with any other team, you you <laughs> you'd be extra worried, but you're just not that worried. It's, it, it's Mahomes. We've seen what we what he does.
1: Before we get into our favorite props that we like, we're gonna do uh, MVP of the game and first touchdown scored. MVP, we'll start it there. Mahomes. These are again Westgate odds. Uh, eleven to ten favorite. Tyree kill sixteen to one. Kelsey twelve to one. Actually, I don't think these are in order. These are team by team. Um, let me. Yeah. So you got Mahomes eleven to ten. Brady five to two. You got Tyree kill sixteen to one. Kelsey twelve to one. Mike Evans. Chris Godwin twenty five to one. And then there are a slew of others. Um, I, I never bet this. I never really even look at these odds. So. Um, I don't know where to go here, but Mitch, what do you got?
2: Sure. Well, I throw out the quarterbacks right away. Um, I mean, there are, obvious but you just you don't make any money betting the quarterbacks every year like and this is the kind of thing this is about you know we're trying to make money we're also trying to have fun and so I think part of what makes the prop bets fun is you uh give yourselves things that you enjoy watching and enjoy rooting for during the game and, and you know hey a little uh, industry secret uh some things that are going to make you look smart uh when they come true I mean uh, you know everyone obviously wants to make money but there's more to life than just making money um, and it's no fun to just pick the quarterbacks so <laughs> You know, uh, I was looking at Kelsey 12-1, to um, but, uh, you know, I think one thing I always like to do every year is when you look at a skill position player, I like to look at who's on special teams, because you've got to think, like, if someone's going to win MVP, sometimes it's like... So Julian Edelman did it uh, in the 13-3 to game against the Rams because the offense just didn't do much and he had a bunch of catches. Dion Branch uh, won MVP in the Patriots' uh, Super Bowl win 39 against the Eagles. But oftentimes it's just like one or two like huge plays that's going to do it for a guy to, to win it over the quarterback. So I think, you know, you look at special teams, McCall Hardman is 80-1 to and, uh, you know, if he's returning punts and kicks... He's probably got the best uh, chance of any Chiefs player to score a touchdown with Patrick Mahomes not on the field. I don't think that McCall Hardman is going to be Super Bowl MVP, and I'm not going to actually bet it. But I, uh, you know, I think it's it's worth thinking about things like that. But I'm actually I'm going to go on the defensive side of the ball, and I like Teron Matthew. Um, you know, it's it's so hard for a defensive player because you're basically just saying, can this guy get? two turnovers (laughs) or maybe, you know, one turnover and a touchdown or a touchdown and a sack or something like that. Um, and oftentimes if it's like a weird game and, you know, maybe the chiefs win, but Mahomes has only one touchdown or throws an interception and it's kind of a balanced offense, then it really like two big plays on the defense can be enough to swing it and win the MVP. It's also, you know, keep in mind, this is a narrative award. It's not like who's going to have the most yards or uh, whatever. This is like writers are voting on this. And, you know, I think honey badger would be a good story. Um, people seem to like him and his story. And, uh, you know, he's a a big part of like the heart and soul of that defense. And also just the storyline of him going against Bruce Arians, who drafted him in Arizona and coached him for a bunch of years. So I think he's a guy that people would be excited to vote about. Whereas uh, some other players in this game, like Tyreek Hill and Antonio Brown, uh, I think the writers would be less uh, excited to vote for. Although, you know, that's not to say that they can't win. I think if they deserved it, they'd still probably get it. But I I am making the boy to bolster Teron Matthew as a guy who I think people would be Happy to vote for. I I picked him in the uh, MMQB official Super Bowl picks, which I know is a little out there. I was very excited when I thought of this, and then throughout the week I saw other people on other websites also pick him, and then I was like less excited. But anyway, fifty to one. I think it's worth a stab. If you pick a guy like that in fifty Super Bowls in a row, you just have to hit it once, <laughs> and then you break even. If you if you win, it, if you hit it twice in your life, you're in the black for your whole life on Super Bowl uh, odds there. So I, I like Matthew. And then I will say on the Buck side, I do think it's interesting that the uh, Chiefs receivers are in like the 12 to 1, 14 to 1, 16 to 1 range. And on the Buck side, both Godwin and Evans are 25 to 1. So again, I think the Chiefs are going to win. I don't think that they're going to be MVP. But I think if you're just looking strictly at where can you get the most value for your money, I think it is interesting that they are much longer odds than the Chiefs receivers As I mentioned before, uh, Brady, two of his receivers have won Super Bowl MVP in his uh, six Super Bowl wins, so that's not unprecedented. If Brady throws an interception or two, you know, maybe to to Teron Matthew, uh, and perhaps Godwin Evans has a monster game, they could be MVP. So um, spreading some money around, uh, those are a few options, but that's basically how I feel about the whole
3: thing. Gary? No, same thing. Uh, Mahomes uh, is going to win it most likely, but that's no fun. Uh, I had circled Tyreek at sixteen to one. We know what he did in the first quarter against the Bucks the last time. I, I think they will probably overreact to that performance and and take him out a little bit more. But he was. Uh uh, his odds are longer than uh, Travis Kelsey, so I circled him. And the two bucks I circled uh, Leonard Fournette at thirty to one. I do think the Bucks are going to try to win this game, like the Giants did when they beat the Patriots a couple times uh, in forty-two and forty-six. Uh, Fournette thirty to one. You know, if if he ends up getting. 20 25 carries which is what they want the game flow to be and and tops 100 yards and maybe gets a couple short touchdowns then uh four right there in the discussion and uh, i mentioned early the mike remmers factor and so jason pierre paul at 60 to 1 if he is going to uh replicate the von miller performance from super bowl 50
1: yeah i never bet this prop it doesn't do anything for me uh the looking at it um for value, Tyree Kill sixteen to one is really the only thing that jumps out at me. When you know it's going to be a quarterback who most likely wins it. Um, the next one we're going to dive into is first touchdown of the game, and uh, we've got here Kelsey and Hill seven to one, Clyde Edwards Ela twelve to one, Watkins sixteen to one. You got some bucks in here. Evans ten to one, Godwin. 12 to 1, Fournette 12 to 1, Gronk 16 to 1, Antonio Brown 14 to 1. Uh, First TD of the game, Gary.
3: I circled Gronk. I mean,. Uh, look we saw the Bucks start fast in uh, in Green Bay I I think they probably will have a pretty good game script coming out so uh you know if if they win the toss and take the ball rather than then putting Mahomes on the field first I could see them going down and and Gronk is obviously always a a red zone target there for them so uh yeah I, I liked his uh his mix of odds there Mitch uh
2: Gary you mentioned them uh starting with the ball first I did some research here. Uh, very handy. I just did one Google, and the first thing that came up was on Numberfire. And they had a chart with uh, every game for both of these teams and what happened with the coin toss this year. The Chiefs, not surprisingly, deferred every time, like most teams did. But three times this year, their opponents won the toss and took the ball, which is mm-hmm. interesting. And the Bucks actually won the toss and chose not to defer twice this season. And it was the two most recent times they won the toss, which was week 16 and week 17 against Detroit and Atlanta. So the coin toss is probably 50-50. That's what they tell me. But you would think the Bucks have a slightly better chance of starting the game with the ball. So, uh, you know, I'm very tempted to go Chiefs here. I think they're going to win. I think they're going to score. But given that information, the Bucks are definitely interesting. And I'm with you. I also circled Gronk at 16-1, um, you know, especially given the odds and compared to some of those other guys um, I, I do like him for the bucks. I will say though, uh, trying to learn my lesson, I went back and looked at what I did last year, last year on this podcast. I told you guys that I liked Patrick Mahomes to score the first touchdown at 20 to one, and then I backed out and I actually voted for Hart, or voted. I, uh, <laughs> I bet on Hartman in real life. And then Mahomes ended up actually scoring the first touchdown. And I uh, lost out on a 20 to 1 payout, which would have covered my other losses from the game. So I, I like Mahomes still. Um, you know, the toe injury, I think he looks fine. I think he looks mobile. So I like being on Mahomes and Gronk here. And then you've got somebody, uh, no matter who starts with the ball. But, uh, but I'm with you on Gronk being a good pick, Gary.
1: Yeah, there's another one. Oh, I'm sorry, Gary. Did you want to say something?
2: I don't want to say anything. Oh, I thought
1: you said something. Uh, yeah, I, again, I don't usually dabble in this one. Uh, the Gronk is the one that stood out for me, like Gary, for the Bucks at 16-1. to 1. And for value, I would go Demarcus Robinson at 25-1 to 1 for the Chiefs, just because maybe you think the Bucks focus so much on Hill and Kelsey. You know, you get one of those other receivers maybe squirt free, and, and Demarcus Robinson gets a— uh, a little lucky touchdown there at 25 oh, And he'll be one. nice and
2: light. He's got the fresh haircut, so he's ready to just run, uh, <laughs> get under there. You're, you're assuming he'll be in the game. He's, Sounds like he
3: will be. He's, yeah. he's going to play without a helmet as well.
1: <laughs> hey, listen, he'll play. He'll be fine. Yeah. And 25 to 1 is a nice number. <laughs> all right. We're each going to uh, talk about some. Well, we'll all weigh in here on some props that we like. Uh, let's start with this total interceptions in the game is over one and a half, Mitch.
2: Yeah, so um, I, I don't think Plus I said 140, this. 140, so, I should say. Yeah. Um, so the MMQB, th- right now we're taping on Thursday, and the MMQB's bold Super Bowl predictions will come out on Friday. Uh, so, but people have either uh, seen them already or can't see them. My bold prediction of the game, uh, which neither of you have seen yet, I have five total turnovers in the game. The, uh, the Chiefs had 16 in the regular season. The Bucks had 17 in the regular season. So this would be well above their average. But like I said, I think the defenses are going to make some plays. I think we're going to see interceptions from both of these guys. So looking at these, I saw the odds for Will Mahomes throwing interception. Yes, was plus 155, um, which was tempting as much as I love Mahomes. Um, but yeah, total interceptions by both teams over one and a half. Uh, is at plus 140, so slightly smaller payout, but I uh, feel a little bit safer picking that because, uh, you know, just one from each guy or two from Brady uh, would get it for me. Um You know, I think Mahomes is a little less likely to throw two interceptions. But anyway, yeah, I like this. I just I think we're going to see some plays by the defense. I think we're going to see some uh, pressure on the quarterbacks. And, uh, you know, I think a couple of throws into tough areas. And and I just I I don't know why I look at this game and I envision turnovers. I envision the defense is showing up. So uh, I am I am over one point five interceptions. I like it. Gary, have any thoughts on that one?
3: No, I, I like the over in that. Uh, again, if the Chiefs are going to be leading, we've seen the Bucks get with uh, the ball. I mean, what, it, it, Bray through three interceptions with the lead last week. And, and uh, uh, if you read Jenny Vrentis' piece back in September with T.J. Watt and the art, of the art of the turnover, you know that trailing teams usually, uh, not usually, over the last 10 years, trailing teams, Commit twice as many turnovers as leading teams because they have to take more risks out there. So, uh, you know, if the Bucks are going to be trailing, and again with that sort of crummy offense, Brady has to sort of force some things. Yeah, I, I could, I could see Brady throwing two in this game.
1: I'm shocked that the odds here are plus 140. I think you yeah. definitely get two picks in this game. Listen, you get one of those cheapy backdoor ones at the end Mm. of the half and a Hail Mary end of the game and a Hail Mary. And you got to figure two QBs, are going to throw the ball here. You're going to get a pick here and there. So, uh, I think that's a good pick there by Mitch. Uh, let's go to one of Gary's. Gary, you like the alternate under of 49 and it's plus 225. Explain yourself, young man.
3: Yeah. I, uh, again, you know, my, my total in this game is what? 46. And, uh, Look, overall, I, I got into some of the details of why I think each offense maybe has some issues coming into this one. Uh, I think overall, these Super Bowls with the two weeks, I think it's advantageous for the defenses to have that extra time to prepare. And we've seen over a couple times over the last uh, few seasons. I mean, the last, uh, you know, the 49ers had Patrick Mahomes pretty well bottled up until the fourth quarter of that game. If you go back to uh, Mitch's game, Super Bowl 52, that was you had the Patriots benching Malcolm Butler right before the game. That was their issue. And Jim Schwartz decided he was going to uh, quadruple cover James White in that game and just let Gronkowski and Edelman do what they want, which was an interesting way to approach it, but maybe not the best way to approach it for the Eagles. But they won the game anyway. Uh, So, you know, obviously, you know, you have big name quarterbacks, Chiefs are a big time offense. I think with these two coordinators, I think Bowles and Spagnola are, are both very capable coordinators. I think you can give them two weeks, uh, they can come up with something to to bottle up these offenses.
1: Yeah, I mean I, I hate the bet, but plus two twenty-five, I could see why you'd take a flyer on that. Mitch, you have any thoughts on that one?
2: No, I'll just saying, you know, and I I said over fifty-six, but the argument for Gary is also just that we've seen the Chiefs fall asleep for twenty minutes, and you know, it wouldn't surprise anyone if they start the game down seven nothing, ten nothing, or if they just have a stretch in the second quarter where they just don't move the ball at all and, and punt three times and you're like, man, how do they only have fourteen points at halftime? And then, you know, they could turn it on in the second half, or maybe they won't. Um so you know, there's there's definitely an argument uh for Gary's side there.
1: One I like, um will there be a missed point after? Yes, plus two forty. I'm gonna give you a hardcore analysis here. Very sabermetric heavy. I've crunched all the numbers, talked to the experts, formulas. Anytime I bet a game, there's a missed extra point. <laughs> so i t- at plus two forty. I will gladly take a flyer on that value.
3: I think Odie but- Butker. I miss. I think missed like seven this year.
1: And it was in every time I bet the. It was every yeah. time I bet the Chiefs. I
2: was going to tell you as a Harrison Butker fantasy oh. owner, I can tell you he was. Great on field goals and had a weird mental block and missed a bunch of extra points this yeah. season. That was I will a bet the thing. Chiefs,
1: which guarantees Bucker misses a field goal and they'll probably a point after and the Chiefs will win by two and not cover as we've seen all year. So, <laughs> The
3: 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign
2: Moment right now, wherever you're listening.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
4: What's up? I'm John Wall. And
0: I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of Steel Battery Tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
1: All right, another one uh, on the board here. This is a Mitch special here. Shortest TD over one and a half yards, and this is plus one hundred and fifty.
2: Jimmy, I was stunned. So that usually has to be a mistake. I, I thought so too. But You're welcome to look it up if you can find it in the. Uh, I
1: mean, I trust home of a I,
2: No, I looked it up <laughs> twice. So usually yeah. the the things that are fun uh, people enjoy betting on the longest touchdown of the game. And that line is set at 46 and a half, which, you know, I spent some time going back and forth on that. And then the other one that I love every year is the uh, add up the total yardage of every touchdown in the game. And those two are always set at a spot where they're going to be minus 110 on each side. Total yardage this year is 97 and a half. And so I was looking at that, like, you know, if there are six touchdowns, that's 16 and a half yards on an average, but you know, if there's like a 50 or 60 yarder, that can be huge. But anyway, then this comes up, the shortest touchdown over one and a half, it's basically asking, will there be a one yard touchdown in the game? And usually when there's a specific number, the odds are against you. But in this case, it was over, uh, was plus 150 and under was minus 170. So If you just say, no, I don't think there's going to be a one-yard touchdown, then you get a a great payout. And so it seems a little bit silly, but I saw that in there, and I'm with you. It feels like a misprint. So uh, so – Whatever, uh, sign me up. I'm rooting for everybody to get in and not get tackled short of the goal line. I'm going to be rooting for long plays. Get in there, get in there, push them in. Uh, if you're on the goal line, I hope they uh, the coaches are cowards and kick short field goals. But yeah, uh, shortest touchdown of the game over 1.5 yards.
3: Lock it in. It's, it's a very solid, very Bruce,
1: solid pull and find there by Mitch. Gary, Bruce Ari- Bruce
3: Arians is a very 18-yard field goal type of a uh, type of coach at this point in his career. I'll, I'll throw look. I'll it's sort of. Uh, this will ultimately end up in defense of Mitch's pick. Uh, <laughs> what you worry about is defensive pass interference in the end zone at some point, because then you put the ball on the one-yard line, and then you presumably, in four plays, punch it in. But uh, Tom, Tom we, Brady, also we, a
2: legendary we, QB sneaker, as, there they, you go. as the broadcasters love to tell you over and over and over again.
3: We have seen in the last couple Super Bowls, I mean, officials are loath to throw pass interference penalties unless they are blatant. So, you know, I, I don't think you're gonna get a sort of a, a ticky tack, uh, penalty that puts them on the one yard line. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you, Mitch.
1: Yeah, it's a great fine. Uh, we go to another one here of Gary's Mike Evans first reception over 10 and a half yards minus minus one ten.
3: Yeah. This one was a, a, a little bit weird to me. Uh, The way they've been using Mike Evans, and I think this might have something to do with, like, his hamstring injury, he's just going downfield at this point outside the numbers, and they're they're not using him on short slants, and especially if Antonio Brown is back, who was sort of taking a lot of that quick strike stuff in their offense. I don't really see Evans doing anything besides running downfield routes here. If they get into the red zone, uh, you know, like in the Saints game, he had that three-yard touchdown catch. I mean, that's that's going to get you. But you look at – I mean, uh, look, and I'm not conflating uh, average yards per catch with – you know, you can still have short catches in here. But I do want to throw out – I mean, this is going back to the first Chiefs matchup. So this is uh, including postseason, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven – Eight games here, uh, his average yards per catch, I'm going to sound like Mike Francesa just reading off numbers for a second, 16.7, 18.7, 18.3, 18.1, 15.3, 19.8, uh, the three, which was the one catch for three yards in the Saints uh, game, and then 17, they've been using him almost exclusively downfield, so I was surprised to see this number so low for him. I thought it would be more like you know 13.5 or something like that.
1: Mitch, do you have any
2: thoughts on that? I was, we're just we're going to talk about my entire fantasy team here as a Mike <laughs> Evans fantasy owner. This was a thing early in the season. Like every touchdown was one yard, two yard, three mm-hmm. yards. It was uh, you know it was it was interesting that that was happening. But Gary, you've hit on a pet peeve of mine. Uh, you know, Pro Football Reference and all these other sites, they can't just give us average yards per catch. We, we need the median listed so that we can uh, forget the touchdowns. Oh, I want to see call. median that. catch. That we got to have that one catch on. Um, I'm with you. I'll just say this is a stay away for me. I feel much more comfortable with like the uh, total yards per game props. I think when you talk about uh, first catch of the game, it's you know all these things are so fluky, and who the hell knows what's going to happen. But uh, first catch of the game always worries me a little bit because who knows that you know they script it and they might say oh we're going to throw a screen pass on to Evans on second and 10 or a shovel pass or whatever and and get him involved and um you know I, I i just i i worry a lot i i feel much more comfortable on uh you know over whatever his line is for the entire game than just the first catch itself but god right. bless you
3: Gary
1: yeah <laughs> i mean i like it i listen you want to root for something like that you you're not going to root for Mike Evans have a 4 yard catch what's the fun in that so
3: well, pre- like and it. presumably it's not going to be in the right. You know, you'd think he'd have a catch before they get down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's where line.
1: you get burned is the red zone. But I think you'll be fine. All right. One that I like. I like over three and a half QB sacks. You got to lay a little juice at minus 130. I think you're going to see tons of throwing by both quarterbacks. As we mentioned, Chiefs banged up on the offensive line. Brady, not exactly mobile. Uh, I think you can get to four sacks total in the game here. Uh, so, like I said, you got to lay the minus 130. Usually with Super Bowl props, I like to try to find value. Obviously, you're not getting a ton of value there, but uh, I'd be surprised if these quarterbacks don't get sacked uh, four times considering, you know, the Bucks have that very good defensive line. And, uh, you know, Brady, like I said, can't really – not mobile, so – and I think you're going to see them throwing all day. So, you guys have any thoughts on that, Gar?
3: No, I I like that one. I I actually I I don't have a, I don't have anything to add. Let's just sit silently <laughs> for a little bit.
2: Yeah, yeah, I like it too.
3: And and I'll say,
2: you know, Mahomes is great at avoiding the rush and getting away as much as anybody. But he is also sometimes guilty of trying to do too much we remember the 29 yard sack that he took I don't remember who that was against oh, yeah, but that yeah, was yeah, yeah. quite a highlight and uh, you know especially if he's behind a makeshift line and if they don't get to him right away he might run around and try and save the play and, and lose 29 yards uh or something so yeah I'm with you I, I I've been pro defense uh, quite a bit so I'm with you on sacks
1: and now, Mitch, you're like you you the only one out of the three of us that likes a cross sport. Why don't you explain it? Because I'll probably botch it if I try to explain <laughs> it.
2: Let's do it. So listeners of this podcast know I am an Eagles fan. Uh, some people try to accuse me of being an Eagles homer. I like to think that I am objective about them. I'll be the first to admit when they're bad. But if you think I'm an Eagles homer, I am probably even more of a Sixers homer. So it did catch my attention that Westgate is offering Joel Embiid points against the Nets on Saturday, minus one and a half. Compared to the Bucks points for the game, they have the line set for minus 110 on each side. I love Embiid here, no surprise. He is currently the MVP of the NBA. He has been a total monster. I also think he is the kind of guy who plays very well when he's motivated and into the game, which he has been for all of this season. He will be very fired up against the Nets with all the stuff about people thought James Harden was going to be traded to the Sixers, and then he went to the Nets instead, and they're a potential rival and a playoff team. I think Embiid is going to be totally amped up for that game. The Nets obviously are very good now with their big three with Durant and Kyrie and Harden, but they're awesome on offense, and they are terrible on defense so far. The numbers are bad. And specifically, a big man like Embiid, they don't have anyone that can guard him. I just think it's it's Embiid could easily score 30, could be 35, could be 40. I have the Bucks down for 26 points, which means Embiid would only have to score 28, which is basically right around his season average. And I think there's the potential for him to have a lot more. There's the potential that the Bucks, uh score less than 26, get held to the low 20s. I just think everything's trending up for Embiid to have a huge game against the Nets. And he's going to be the in the clubhouse on Saturday night after the game. The Bucks will well, they'll know the number to beat. I don't think they'll be specifically motivated <laughs> to beat Embiid's total. Uh, but I think if you're if you're betting on Embiid, you can feel pretty confident going into Sunday's game, knowing that the Bucks are chasing a big number.
1: I have nothing to add, Gary.
3: <laughs> I don't either. I was I was okay. looking through the the cross stuff, and I I just wanted to mention. I don't see any baseball ones like they used to have, and I'm guessing that's because of the uncertainty with the. Uh, uh, you know, with the upcoming season, the season and the pandemic start, and all that maybe. stuff, but yeah. the, those are always those are always the worst because it would be like yeah. a team wins versus someone's yards, and it's like, okay, so I have to wait until like October to to learn if I won this bet. Gary, you it's wanted well, to short your the Orioles, future. but you couldn't. That's the problem here.
1: <laughs> now, Gary's last prop, I think, is a little controversial here. It's an anti-Tom Brady prop. He likes the under twenty-six and a half completions for the greatest quarterback of all time. Gary?
3: Well, it's uh, coming at you two ways here. Number one, like I said, the Bucks will want to run the ball 10 million times again in this game. I mean, they want to keep it on the ground. They they, they don't want to get into a shootout here with Mahomes. So uh, they are going to not want to throw the ball around a whole lot anyway. And, uh, again, I, I've said it a couple times here, it's just not a very good offense. It's a Chiefs defense with two weeks to prepare. Uh, you've had Brady, what, I mean, look, this... 55%, 54.5%, 55.6% in these 3 playoff games here for completion percentage and he's he's fallen well short of a um you know a, a, of that number what 22, 18 and 20 the last 3 games and i mean so you know the bucks are hoping not to have brady throw it 35 times and uh, even if he does end up throwing it 35 40 times i'm not sure he gets to 26 anyway.
1: Yeah. I I don't think it's a bad bet. 26 I will say for Sunday and Monday night games, when I don't like the game line, this is a bet I make a lot on completions for quarterbacks. 26 Mm -hmm. and a half is high. It's a high number.
3: It is, and um, I want to throw in Jimmy when they met the first time, and and you guys, I mean, everyone has been talking about the the first meeting between these teams, anyway. And the Chiefs, you know, got out to a seventeen nothing lead, and it was like, okay, well, Bucks have to go out and and throw it around constantly now. I mean, Brady only got to, to twenty seven completions in that game, so yeah, you know, yeah. if if that's if the game flow is what the Bucks even close to what the Bucks want it to be, I don't think he gets to that number. Yeah,
1: I think the only way he gets that is if the Chiefs are, you know, blowing them out maybe, yep. which you don't expect to to happen. Mitch, you have any thoughts on that one?
2: I just have visions. Uh, I don't know if, Gary, you're going to remember this. I caught some grief before the Patriots-Rams Super Bowl when I bet Tom Brady ha- would have under 100 passing yards. <laughs> I think the odds <laughs> were like 80 to 1. <laughs> and I caught some grief, and then it was 13 to 3, and he still, uh, he still managed to do yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm with you absolutely. I, I think you're right. They are going to want to run the ball. It's going to be interesting to see if Bruce Arians uh, sticks with the game plan or sort of adjusts to the fact that it's, uh, you know, that it's the Super Bowl and that they're playing against the Chiefs is maybe the bigger thing. Um, like Connor Orr wrote uh, after the uh, AFC Championship game about how the only way you can beat the Chiefs is by being aggressive and just go for it on fourth down, go for two point conversions, do everything you can. And you know there are so many teams and stubborn coaches who say, "Well, I'm going to win it my way, and we're going to do what we did that got us here." And it's just going to be interesting to see if uh, if Aaron, what kind of Coach Arians is going to be in the Super Bowl. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I'm I'm. I'm comfortable with unders and pro defense and all kinds of things, even though I know I said uh, bet the over, but that's because I'm banking on a defensive score. (laughs) So, you know, one of those plays that could have been a completion for Brady might be a pick six coming the other way. So Gary, I can talk myself into your bets all day.
1: I I, I think it's a good one. Uh, My last one, I'm going to cheat. It's actually two and one. They go together sort of as a, as a combination deal. Uh, There's two props offered here will there be a two point conversion attempt? Yes, is plus 130. And then there is, will there be a successful two point conversion attempt? Yes, plus 250. I like both of those because even if you miss, you're still gonna make some money because you get the plus 130 on the attempt. And then if you get it, it's a double bonus. Uh, Basically, my logic is Coaches don't know how to coach the games except for Bill Belichick. So you see random two-point conversions, people chasing points. If there's a mixed extra point, then there's a two-point conversion. Uh, More games than not, I think, see a two-point conversion attempt. It feels that way at least. So um, I – and Andy Reid, you know, sometimes he gets a little – his coaching gets a little (laughs) dicey. Maybe you get one here when you shouldn't. Again, Super Bowl (laughs) props for me is about value. So you get plus 130 on the attempt, plus 250 on the conversion. Mitch, your thoughts?
2: I like how interconnected all of your bets are. You're banking on the missed extra and then they chase with the two. Mm -hmm. Uh, It feels like you're set up to run the table and hit everything. (laughs) Or possibly, I don't want to say. I I don't want to say. No,
1: I've I've experienced both, believe me.
2: Yeah, no, I I like that you did that. And and yeah, I think uh, it's absolutely possible. I mean... I guess I have to say what uh, everyone who knows me uh, knows what I'm thinking about for this game, which is the octopus. Uh, So I'll be rooting for all two point conversions to score. Um, those of you who uh, who are not familiar, just Google my name and the octopus, and you'll see my article. I invented this stat, and I can't believe this wasn't <laughs> the first thing that I brought up on the podcast today, but Circa Sports this year uh, did have a prop, will there be an octopus in the game? Uh, yes was plus 1,100, and it's always fun to see all kinds of new people exposed to it and uh, making comments about, oh, my God, I would want 99 to 1 on that if I was going to do it, and little did they know there have already been two octopi this playoffs, one from Jack Doyle and one from cam acres um and then DraftKings offered the octopus for one day and they they uh added me in the tweet announcing that they had boosted it uh to plus 1250 so I, i'm pro octopus i'll be rooting for two-point conversions probably harder than anything else uh at all including even it being a good game <laughs> i'm just rooting i'm just pro octopus so I'm, I'm sorry i'll be rooting against your uh missed two-point conversion but i will be rooting hard for the attempt jimmy
1: no, there's no mist. It's oh, you've oh you've got. I'm an sorry, I, I yeah yeah, got, yeah yeah
3: yeah. My bad. Yeah. Yes, I'm yeah. Yep. I'm with you, Gary. Yeah, you guys can you guys can both be winners on this, uh, Mitch. You got a you got a trademark octopus or something. I mean, I'm I'm thinking about going out and doing it before you can do it, and then you got to pay me a nickel every time you you bring it up. But uh, oh, I, you got to get on th- it.
1: Since this is a gambling podcast, I'll make both of you five dollar bets each of you that mm-hmm. Dan Rovell has already copyrighted it.
3: <laughs> don't
2: give him any ideas. No, I don't think I, you I think can copyright it, it because it an is idea. a term. It's a word that already exists. It's not like a concept or a made up thing. So it's not like a slogan that you can trademark but anyway i prefer to have my legal uh conversations yeah. off air so let's not uh <laughs> let's not give people too i'm not much. trying to
1: have a legal conversation i'm trying to make a bet yeah i'm trying to bet oh, five dollars yeah. says he's already done it i if i know darren rovell
3: uh what I if, don't he, know if he's aware of it or not i was just say what if oh, what if he aware. just what if he just grabbed a, a tweet about it and put a darren rovell watermark over it does that count <laughs> I'll just say, I
2: mean, a lot of people now mistakenly think that Scott Hansen invented it because he uh, started using the term this year a lot. And so now whenever there's an octopus, I'll search the player and the word octopus, and there will be a bunch of tweets of people talking about it, and half the people are tagging Scott Hansen like, oh my god, your thing caught on. And I'm just sitting there quietly like... I'm glad that it's spreading. You, yeah. uh, it's it's not Scott Hanson's thing. Scott has been wonderful for it uh, and helping it spread,
3: but uh, it, it was me. You it. you're gonna end up the uh, the Tesla to his to his Edison. It'll be a tragic <laughs> story, Mitch. Yeah, but yeah, well, we knew I was destined to be
2: a tragic story <laughs> at the uh, end of the 2020 <laughs> NFL season based on my record on this podcast alone. I'd say so that makes sense.
1: Uh, any closing things you want to say about prop bets or anything betting related to the Super Bowl either one of you
3: God I I feel like I should have something dramatic to say cuz this is the last <laughs> show of the season maybe I mean for all we know the last show forever but uh, That's why I opened it up to you. Yeah, I I I don't though. So I'll no. throw
1: something out if I can. Yeah. yeah. We used Westgate, but on another site, I can't remember if it's Bovada or BetOnline.ag, I forgot. But one of them is offering a prop bet on how many times the word Belichick will be mentioned during the telecast by Jim Nance and Tony Romo. And for some reason, it's only one and a half, the over-under. Oh, and I, but I do think over. the over is minus 175. That's free money, I though. can tell you that that will be by by far biggest monetary wager on Sunday.
3: I mean, does that include like... Packages that they do during the game. No, of, no.
1: Nance like, and Roma have to say it.
3: Nance and Roma have to say it, but but Roma would Roma would or, or Nance would read the package if it's like well, a. What do you Brady, mean, like the? No, like a pre-prepared, like you know, Brady Super Bowl over the years and. Well, it has I to be mean, from kickoff yeah.
1: from, during the game, kickoff to the. Yeah, you no, know, that's
3: that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah I yeah. mean that's that's locked in. They're gonna have to do <laughs> they're gonna have to do multiple packages that have like Brady's Patriots years in them.
1: Well, that, the uh, the the other prop that offered is how many times the word Patriots will be mentioned. I think that over-under was two.
2: That oh. also feels very low to me.
1: Yeah, it is. So if you want to make some money, I would check those out.
2: Yeah. Mitch, I, have any? I have a few more in this Lance packet words. that I kind of like that, I that I can run through rapid fire one that I was on last year was uh will the game be decided by exactly seven points and last year I had yes and I like this because you don't even have to pick the winning team Uh, it can be either team and so last year I was on this and it almost happened the uh Chiefs had the ball late and it looked like they were driving and it would have been a field goal to put them up seven Mm -hmm. and then they scored a touchdown on like a long play uh Damian Williams is second in the game I think I have those details right but I, I thought that was a payday and then it uh Fell short, but yes is uh, plus 600. So I like that. And then I also, I just like being on things that uh, reflect my final score. So like the Chiefs exactly 34 points is 12 to one. And then the Bucks exactly 26 pays 25 to one, which I think I'll be more likely to actually be on come Sunday morning uh, just because of the bigger payout. And then I like the uh, range of outcomes. Chiefs winning by between five and eight points pays five to one. And I like that. I predicted eight. You could easily see six or seven, depending on the extra points and two-point conversion nonsense. And so I think having a range of points and getting them at five to one for that, uh, I think, looks pretty good.
1: All right. So that uh, that's what we like for Super Bowl Sunday. Chiefs and Bucks. Enjoy the game. Thanks uh, for listening throughout the season. Hopefully you guys made some money. And uh, that wraps it up for Gary and Mitch and myself. And uh, we'll see you uh, in September. Maybe August, maybe, if we get a a week of over-unders, maybe. And uh, that's it for the MMQB Gambling Podcast. Enjoy the Super Bowl, and good luck with your wagers.
0: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools.